Party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. We are in the Mothership Studio 22. The Puppet Master Mark driving us into the nether regions alongside the halo-enshrouded Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. Look at you. <laughs> brown liquors matter. I said that about that t-shirt, and you said, why you look at me when you say brown? Well, because have you seen a mirror? Have you seen a mirror, Candice? Oh. I'm just are learning you a Native today. American? I'm telling you, we're keeping a secret until the 23andMe sponsorship comes through. Then I'll take the DNA test. <laughs> Two years now. We still don't know what you are. I have hope that we'll eventually get it. Until then, I'm keeping it all a mystery. I still can't get over last week when we did the Queen of the Ethiopians reference and somebody said, is that a dig at her weight? I'm like, I didn't get it. And I guess they were just talking about Ethiopians that are starving, but whatever. Whatever. You look <laughs> lovely as always. As always, we're going to have fun today, man. It's going to be a trip. Uh, got a lot of stuff to get into. And a very, very special guest over here at Party Foul Pub. Of course, we got Hot News Natalie. I'm Look surrounded you. today. You are surrounded. I like it. Look at the lovely Party Foul Steve. <laughs> Look at you. I like how you just kind of threw your chest out a little bit. That's a, I'm, just, I'm just repping yeah. you know, a shirt <laughs> <laughs> that you can get. Somewhere where shirts are offered. The Texas legend Steve Helms is sitting in. He's over there. And of course, uh, between them, between two ugly briars is a lovely rose, uh, Corinne Tatum. And those Uh, of you who know Corinne, of course, know who our special guest is today. The Officer Tatum, as he is known on all social media, Brandon Tatum. You know what happened the other day? Somebody sent me a message. I actually got three messages in the last week that said... You need to meet Brandon Tatum. And I was like, man. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> <laughs> I love these people I'm supposed to meet. And I'm like, I already met them and don't like them anymore. <laughs> but thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks we for got, having me, Chad. We got, we got big announcements from him, and we got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about today. Going to have a good time. I'll tell you something, man. The world has still gone crazy. I'm still upset. If you missed last night's show, I want you to go back and get it. You got to open Texas back up. This is craziness that's going on. Uh, Emperor Abbott, I'm telling you, Governor, you got to do the right thing here. Stop caving in to the pressure that's going on. Don't, you know, we always said, don't California my Texas, and now we got Governor Abbott doing it. And I'm so tired of these people who are saying, oh, I love you guys with an R by your name that are now, you know, picking on Abbott. You, you know, he was your hero. No, we're free thinkers. And if we disagree with you, we will call you out. I don't care what political party you belong to, which is one of the main reasons why I've never identified with a political party. I am not a Republican. I am whatever you want to call me, but I've never, you know, I've said over and over again, I've had these groups and these meetings that have said, well, if you want to come speak to our group, you got to be a registered Republican. And I'm like, well, then I can't come speak to your group because I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be a free thinker. And with that, if you do wrong, I'm going to call you out. I can't say enough that I think that the governor's done wrong on this deal. And I debate me. Come at me. Debate me. Because I'm telling you, the numbers won't back you up, but I can prove it. Anyway lots to get into it's going to be fun and it's going to be uh, a little bit controversial today you love it when we get like that uh can't wait if you haven't already made the switch to patriot mobile their latest promotion might just be what you're waiting for right now they're giving you a choice either get a brand new phone or if you want to keep your existing one you get a free month of service patriot mobile is america's only christian conservative mobile phone company they're never going to charge you hidden fees and unlike the big mobile companies they're not going to send your hard-earned money to all these leftist causes or these groups that are out there trying to destroy this country and trust me they're trying to destroy this country 
Their plans start as low as $25, and their U.S.-based customer service team is uh, rated number one among all wireless providers. They're waiting on you to call. So get nationwide 4G service, unlimited talk and text. Switching is very easy. You can keep your phone, as I said, keep your phone number. You can get a brand-new Motorola G7 Play. It's their biggest promotion all year, so don't wait. Call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT, or visit patriotmobile.com slash chad. Got to stick together, folks, and support this great American company who's defending your constitution, our constitution, and providing a valuable service at the same time. 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash chad. Let's get into it. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're going to get into it. First of all, if you haven't heard, we've all kind of made the switch over to Parler. Uh, Twitter, they got rid of Carpe Donctum. <laughs> they, they banned him. I don't know if you heard that, Corinne. They, they permanently banned him. Of course, the president has retweeted a lot of his memes over over the last year. And they finally, it was the one, It was the, I think the, the coup de grace there, the final straw was... The video the president tweeted, he had manipulated it where he had the white baby chasing the black baby. And it said, you know, this is what America wants you to believe. And then it had the two of them coming together and hugging and said, but this is the way it really is. And people got up in arms because it was a manipulated video and the president shared it. And so they got rid of donked them. Mm. They warned the president. So everybody started going over to Parler. You over there now? Yeah, I've been on Parler. I haven't posted till recently. With yeah. everybody uh, mentioning Parler, I said, "Man, I'm gonna start putting my videos there," and um, I think it's a great idea. If 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 we yeah. want to uh, change the narrative or we want to fight against some of these big tech companies, let's just start our own. Yeah. And I think it'll work be- better that way. Well, Parler's been <clears throat> a longtime sponsor of this show. They've been good friends. They've been very easy to work with. Uh, and you have all of these social media companies out there that make $40 billion a year. They got all the bells and whistles, and we've gotten spoiled and used to that. Now you have Parler. And a lot of these new companies, you know, they don't have the billions and billions of dollars, but they're doing pretty good with what they have. And so I was glad to see that they added like a million new followers in the last seven days. That's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. I know that mine went from like zero to 41,000 followers real quick, and I don't really have anything that good to say. <laughs> so, I'm up to 136. You got 136 followers? Yeah. Party foul, Steve. Look man, at you. You, you, you cl- you're close to me, man. I, I'm surprised <laughs> that I only got like 10,000 subscribers or whatever on there. So. That'll change quick. Hopefully man. hopefully, I can get my, get my numbers up. I'm on pretty platform. sure. I can't promise, but I'm pretty sure because I went out and started trying to find my friends and I'm pretty sure that I found yours the other day and followed it, but it all kind of runs together on me at this point. And uh, anyway, you're killing it on Instagram and I love Instagram. I like it. Corinne's killing it on Instagram. I have to I have a confession to make. Corinne does she, a lot of my Instagram. I know she does. I know she, she does. You don't even have to tell queen. the world that. So thanks to Corinne. Yeah. So a lot of my Facebook has gotten to that point. I have some admins who do that unless I really go off and then it's me. (laughs) I'm the one you got to blame on that. So social media, man, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a lot of fun. You and I, we wouldn't be where we are today without it. Right. Right. So we have to be thankful in that regard. But you got a new movie out. 
that's what I'm excited about. I want to talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom, man. It's it's a unique name. It's going to turn a lot of heads, but I think it's a brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of great people in the cast. Um, Larry Elder is there. Colonel Allen West. Damani Felder, who's a young, up-and-coming mm-hmm. uh, conservative. I mean, you can go down a list. Uh, there's a lot of genuine individuals in that movie. But I think what it does is it breaks up the lies and the brainwashing that has been going on in America for a very long time. And you have um, a storyline that tells the history of African-Americans in this country that's not mainstream. And it'll make you think. It'll make you cry. Um, and I, I believe if people are genuine when they watch it, it's mm-hmm. going to make you change your beliefs. Yeah. Um, not saying you're going to somehow be a conservative, but you're going to question the things that have been taught to you on the media, by your parents or whatever the case may be. So I think it's a tremendously great movie. Um, it's available on UncleTom.com for now. People can put in discount code Brandon and they'll get a discount on it. But I think every American should watch that movie. Yeah, I think people need to. Unless you get credit for it, I think people need to pay full price. I mean, it's it's worth it's worth it. I mean, you guys have been working on this thing for a year or so. I mean, it, it was it was a great artistic work, a lot of voices. Anytime you have Larry Elder and Colonel West that are speaking into something, guys who know their stuff, know their history. You know, it's so funny. You get around Alan West and he starts quoting these obscure dudes from the eighteen hundreds, <laughs> and I'm like, man. <laughs> Okay, maybe you're telling the truth, I guess. It sounds good. But it's a powerful thing. I was talking to uh, our friend, uh, former, she was running for Congress, Catalina Loft. She was at the premiere last week up in South Lake, and we were talking about it last night, just texting back and forth, and, and she was really moved by it. It's a powerful movie, man. It's powerful, man. And it's not just because most of the cast, obviously, are African-American. Um, I, I like to say Americans that of African descent. Right. Let's do it that way because we're Americans first. But I think that it's just as valuable for white Americans, mm-hmm. too, given the fact that it gives them an opportunity to say, look, not every black person believes one way. And I'm not a racist for believing these things because, look, there's a lot of educated, solid individuals who happen to be black who believe the same sentiments yeah. that I believe in, who love this country, who don't bow down to the liberal mob and, you know, believing that all black people are victims or that white people should be guilty about uh, dispensation of time in this country they had no involvement in. So I think it's, it's valuable for all Americans, mm-hmm. no matter what color you are, no matter where you come from. Um, if you are an American who loves freedom, you love this country, and you love the truth, I mean, what, what other documentary are you going to watch that's going to express that? And I'm just glad that we've gotten an opportunity to, to put it out there, and we've had a <clears throat> tremendous amount of positive feedback. That's good. I'm proud of it. I, I mean, I had nothing to do in terms of putting it out there, but I'm proud of it. I, I'm, I'm glad that it's out there because I know you guys ca- have caught a lot of flack over the years, been certainly through this. Uh, and the left is no stranger historically of really blasting the black community that chooses to defy their way of thinking. You get called Uncle Tom, which is the dumbest thing in the world because Uncle Tom was the good guy. He was the one who's willing to die for the slaves instead of, you know, denouncing. And so they have never read the book, Uncle Tom, but they use it as an insult. Right. And you call you a sellout, all these other many, many worse things. It's crazy, the stuff that's out there. How does that affect you? 
Well, to be honest, I don't care what yeah. people call me. You know, I've been a stubborn little guy since I was since I was a little kid. Yeah. And now I'm a stubborn grown man. Yeah. You know, so grown man. Grown man. Grown tail man is what <laughs> yeah. I call it. So Division One football grown man. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. man is on the video game, okay? <laughs> And I and, and and I tell you what, I, they uh they messed my stats up on a video game. By the way, you and told was, me that I was way faster than what you they told put me that they didn't game. put the right speed on. They that, didn't right? put the right speed, the weight. I mean, they kind of messed me up. The hidden power, they should have did better. Yeah, but you know, I, I just you know when it, when it comes down um, to whether or not it affects me, it really emboldens me to do better and to try to prove people wrong because it is shameful. That if you're black in this country and you decide to think for yourself, and it's not even just an opinion, if you if you decide to go with facts mm -hmm. over your emotions, if you decide to look at history for what it was, not what they portray it to be, then somehow you are you're a bad person. And I really think that it's ignorance and brainwashing that is going on in this country, especially in the black community and in the white community, um, brainwashing people into thinking one way. Yeah. And if you do not follow their manipulation, you are considered a racist or a sellout. And when they call you that, it's not just a derogatory term, it's a, you call it a dog whistle, um, yeah. for you to be eliminated as a voice of reason. If you call a white man a racist, nobody wants to deal with a racist person. Yeah. You call a black man a sellout or a, a race traitor or that you hate your own people, who would listen to that person? Um, this is a tactic that they use and, and I'm hoping that a movie like Uncle Tom and conversations that you and I have on broadcasts like this will, will break up that mentality and hopefully people can start seeing things a lot clearer. Yeah. And it's like I said in the when we started the show, talking about Governor Abbott. Look, I've supported Governor Abbott here in Texas. Uh, Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor, is I consider him a friend. We we communicate. Uh, do I do I agree with them on every point? Of course not. But that's the deal of being able to say I disagree with you without condemning your character. I don't hate you. I'm not mad at you. I disagree with you. That is the nature of the Constitution of the United States that was designed where and even, you know, we can disagree. We can debate. We can discuss things and still come together and be Americans. But that's what we're losing these days is that ability to do that, to critically think. I can remember growing up, you know, working in Georgia with my family's business and it was a labor business, right? So we had a lot of folks that worked for the family that were out of the black community. And I've known them my entire lives, right? And I can remember certain guys that were laborers and they'd come out there and they'd say, you know, my grandmother taught me how to work the system since I was a child. You know, that's, what, that's the way we grew up doing that. And he said, I'm still working the system. Now, his grandmother lived in a different America than he lived in, you understand? Uh, but, but there was that kind of thing. And, and these days... You look at all of this stuff and you're like, yes, there's a system that's out there, but don't let that system brainwash you into thinking that you've got to think a certain way or else we're going to crucify you. That's what bugs me. Yeah, because people have lost track of individuality, mm -hmm. right? It's all a group thing. If I'm black, I'm associated with every black person that exists. And that's not true. You know, we're individuals. 
in this country, the reason why we're so successful, why individuals are successful, because we have that sentiment. And I believe if people would focus on at least what Martin Luther King said, Mm -hmm. the content of the character, not the color of the skin. So if we would use what God has given us, the talent, the, the talents that he has given us, the opportunities that he provided each individual, maximize those talents as an individual, educate yourself, don't make decisions that will ruin your life, like having children out of wedlock, not graduating from school, not applying yourself when, when the opportunity presents itself. If you were to use the mechanisms in place to be successful, work hard, you will achieve in this country. Mm-hmm. And I hate that they are constantly telling black people that you will never get to that point, that if you're not white, the, you know, the white man is going to hold you down. And because of uh, slavery that happened a very long time ago and none of us have any association with it, um, even generations past, they want you to live the trauma of individuals who you had no contact with. Right. You know, my grandmother would tell me stories. Uh, she's in her 70s. She would tell me stories about how she drank out of separate water fountains. Um, but that's not my America. I I wouldn't even believe that that ever happened in this country unless I saw pictures of it because we're so far removed um, from that idea in America that if you and and it's very simple, if you work hard, you will achieve. Yeah, man, that's the truth. And, you know, that's that's the thing. It's it's crazy how you twist. (laughs) Listen, I didn't you played football. I mean, you played football. Oh, yeah. I played high school. football. Okay. (laughs) I can remember out there, it's 90 degrees. We play a football, and they give you a water break, and the water bottles be empty. We'd be taking sweat rags and twisting uh-huh. them like that to get some water. We didn't ask if it was a black man's sweat <laughs> or a white man's sweat. We didn't care. It was just like we were so thirsty. And, and that's the whole deal. And it seems like so many people out there on the left, I will qualify it on the left, they want to go back to a form of segregation. You know, they, it's like we fought so many people, white, black, Jewish, all these people in America fought to get rid of segregation. And now there's they want to go back to that separation. And that bugs me. That's a hard thing. Well, it's because if, if you're not successful in America, you need an excuse. Mm-hmm. And so there is no excuse available. So people make up excuses. Yeah. They try to uh, segregate themselves to, I, I guess, show that the white man is is uh, dominating them in society. I mean, even they they come up with these fake hate crimes. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the, the NASCAR driver. Oh, now. Bubba Wallace. That <laughs> since there is no real blatant racism, a millionaire who's driving NASCAR <laughs> has to be a victim of some sort. With a daddy named Daryl. <laughs> And he's Daryl Jr. Daryl Jr. The only so, hate crime Bubba Wallace has ever experienced is being named Bubba. Right. <laughs> I got to give credit to Candice for that joke. She texted me the other day. I tell you what, let's do. Let's go to it. Let's do this and let me go to a break because I want to talk about some of your past and we're going to get into some stuff. <laughs> hey, working from home is driving up the worst type of cyber crime, home title theft. That's what it's called. We're doing it all from home these days. We're working banking, video conferences, meal delivery, shopping, cyber criminals. They're out there targeting your homes. And actually, what they want to do, they don't want your house, they don't want the brick and mortar. They want the money they can get by taking out loans against your home. So home title theft is something the FBI is warning homeowners is the fastest growing uh, white collar crime that's going on in America today. Home title lock is how you protect your home from cyber thieves. Your home's legal title, it's online. You know how easy it is, Steve. I I mentioned our company's name on a live feed video yesterday morning, and immediately somebody went out and searched that company's name and wound up eventually going through the internet and finding 
a home address for me. And I'm like, you can't hide from anything these days. And they sent me a screenshot. It makes me mad. So if they can do that, they can find your online title. It's right there. They forge your signature, state you sold your home to them. Then they're going to take out loans on your home and leave you with the debt. Banks, insurance, basic identity theft services, they're not going to protect you. Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. Protect your home. Right now, I want you to go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address, see if you're already a victim. Use code chad you're going to get three 30 free days of protection to help you through this crazy crisis that's going on that's hometitlelock.com use promo code chad stay there i'll be right back at the officer Tatum on all social media. Go out there, find him. The reason he's called the Officer Tatum is because he's a former police officer. Uh, and we're going to get into that. But first, his lovely wife, Corinne. First of all, congratulations on the quick engagement and the wedding. And I mean, it's Thank like you. y'all saw the hey. pandemic coming and we're like, oh, I got to put a ring on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you knocked it down. So that's good. I'm, I'm thankful for you guys. I really am. And I, and I pray for you. I support you. I love you. And uh, I try to tell you as often as I can, right? And you yeah. guys, you know, Corinne at least tells me she loves me back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I, love I love you. you. you I know, know you I do, do. Baby. <laughs> I know. If my wife loves you, you know I love you. <laughs> I know. She keeps you straight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's what I want to know. How would you feel if he was still a police officer in 2020? Could you yeah. be married? To, I mean, how hard would that be to be married to that? It, it would be tough. My uh, dad and my stepmom were both police officers. Um it would be tough. He misses it. He he wants to be a police officer again. Yeah. And I said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, sir. Not, not. Yeah, no way. Yeah. I, I still listen to the. Uh, scanner. The scanner, man. Yeah. And I, I, I do the 10 codes and stuff in the car <laughs> with her. Like we go into a call. So I miss it, man. But I don't <clears throat> miss the BS, man. Mm-hmm. I do not miss the BS. You have police officers across the nation that are retiring at record rates. Uh, mm-hmm. I've talked to local PD around here, spent time with them. Of course, people could see our thing that we've been doing to help fallen officers and, and different funds that are out there defend the police. My buddy Joe Lane over in Alito, Texas, he's got a new catering business. He's been uh, doing box lunches for police officers. I think he fed about 100, 125 this past week. So we're promoting those kind of things. And just the little things that you can do. But these guys are demoralized. Mm-hmm. You even have police officers of color who are being called racists. Yeah. We, we see now that the police association in Austin, Texas, they came out with a statement yesterday that says that they're seeing a massive increase of coronavirus amongst police officers because they've been out there in these protests with people yelling in their face, spitting in their mm-hmm. face and all that stuff. But I, I thought you couldn't get corona at the protests. Protests are safe. <laughs> well, that's the rumor. Protests are safe. That's the rumor. Apparently Trump it's at all the bars. Dangerous. Yeah. yeah, live music yeah, It's venues. just that's in the bars, so I can't work. Yeah. <laughs> so... What's the end game here on this deal with these protests and all this crazy nonsense? I mean, to destroy America. Yeah. To destroy America. <laughs> See, they they have hijacked a idea and they they turn it into rubbish. They started out saying it was because of George Floyd. George Kirby according yeah, to uh, <laughs> Nancy George Pelosi, Taylor. right? <laughs> These first of all, these people don't they don't care nothing about George Kirby. You know, they right. don't care. Nancy right. Pelosi and them do not care. That's why she can't even get his name right. Yeah. But they start with that premise because it's it shocks the nervous system, right? Mm-hmm. You see a, a man, you know, begging for his life, he gets 
killed while a police officer has his knee on his neck. I mean, that's going to have uh, a reaction from anybody that watch it, no matter where you're from in the world. They use that to then go down the path of saying, let's defund the police department. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't want to just defund the police. They want to dismantle the police department. Mm-hmm. We've seen it in major cities. We've seen people advocate for this. They want it done in, in uh, Seattle. This is what they really want to do. It sounds so ridiculous and stupid that they want to backtrack and say, no, no, we just want to divert funds. Yeah. All of it is mm-hmm. ignorant and stupid because if you want the police department to do better, then you fund the police department appropriately, mm-hmm. give them training and all of the yeah. above. But then it goes from that to tearing down statues to now tearing down statues to now saying we want to overthrow uh, rental properties. Yeah, yeah. last we're, night, we're, yesterday, no in, yeah, yesterday in New York, it was no landlords, no police. Well, I got it right here. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I got it. I got it. Here was here was the current uh, demands right here. They want reparations. No bail. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for no bail. Just keep them in jail. Uh, release all prostitutes from jail. No death penalty. Free education. Free health care. Defund the police. Cut the military budget. Redistribute the wealth. And number 10 was publicly financed campaigns. So, uh, yeah, I mean, cheap. that was, that's, yeah. that's well, a lot going well, if on. If I don't there. have to pay rent, then I don't need my bars open so I can go play music again. So we're good there, I guess. If I'm I mean, not free society, rent. anarchy, right? And then these Minneapolis city council members that are all about defunding the police and getting rid of the police. Now they're hiring a whole crew of George Zimmerman's. You know, George Zimmerman right. killed mm-hmm. Trayvon Martin. So is that really what you want? Because I've said forever, mm-hmm. you know, my motto in life is the issue is never the issue. Mm-hmm. You got to look beyond it because what, what they're saying is never the issue. Two of the hardest positions that needs to be in in U.S. needs to be school teachers and police officers. They mm-hmm. need to get more training. Needs to be harder to have that job, and yep. they need to make more money. Yep. Right, and I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're asking people to go out, put their life on the line, and now police officers are counselors. Um, they're veterinarians. They they deliver <laughs> right. babies on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, police officers do every single thing in society that others aren't equipped to do, or they can't do it fast enough. Even the firefighters. My dad mm-hmm. is a retired chief of the Waco Fire department Mm -hmm. and so uh, you know i honor the profession of being a firefighter but you know what if police don't show up and make the scene safe firefighters can't even do their job so Mm -hmm. the police are asked to do a lot of things in society but they want to pay you crumbs they don't want to give you retirement and they want to blast you every chance they get and if you do anything wrong you make any mistake Mm -hmm. even an honest mistake acting in good faith they want to throw you under the bus and and uh send you to prison for life just like they did in uh atlanta georgia yeah a perfectly normal lawful use of force used against Rashad Brooks and now they want to put the ruin these officers lives forever yeah and I've had a tremendous amount of police officers reach out to me um, via my website and they have just said thank you for speaking up I was thinking about quitting giving up some people have retired I'm major people around the country and I'm talking about lieutenants captains that have reached out to me and said enough is enough I'm done with this profession because they're not going to honor us then why am I going to use my you know abilities and put my family's life in danger pretty yeah. much uh, to work for a city that don't care that man said police and Siri spoke up said I'm listening uh-huh. <laughs> she better listen oh, that's right. walk, walk me through how a BLM def, uh, defund the police rally requested 
police to protect them at the rally. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. They are talking out of the side of their neck. They don't mean anything they say. They're hypocrites. Um, even at the Chaz zone where yeah. people getting shot, one of the guys who got shot want to sue because police didn't respond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you were a sovereign nation. You have your own police. You have your own medical staff. And this is the same thing that has happened in Dallas, Texas, where you had the BLM protesters out there saying F the police. And then there was a shooting where they're protecting BLM members and they're getting gunned down by a BLM member. And I don't want to hear anybody say that that guy wasn't influenced by Black Lives Matter to have a a hatred in his heart enough to kill white police officers. Mm -hmm. He didn't kill them all. He killed white police officers. And he would have done worse if it if it wasn't for the police department, you know, taking him out like they did, which I thought was amazing. But these people are hypocrites. Don't listen to what they say. You got to listen to what they do. And if they really cared about, uh, if they really wanted to defund the police department, they really hated the police department. It's very simple. Don't call them. Don't call them. Don't call mm-hmm. them. They won't show up in your communities. And 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 I don't want to hear you nagging and complaining when young people are getting gunned down in the middle of the street. Babies are getting killed. Don't ask the police to investigate that. Mm-hmm. No. When you get raped, don't call the police. Call John John down the street. <laughs> um, that's a uh, Black Lives Matter activist. Call him. Oh, mm-hmm. he not going to show up. He's not going to do nothing. OK, I don't want to hear you complaining. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad deal. Uh, it, to bring that up, of course, is racist. <laughs> to say that <laughs> is racist, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I'm very ashamed of you uh, <laughs> for, for that for that statement. But you have uh, you have a lot of things that are going on out there. Like now, you have these videos that get released of the worst of the worst. Whether it is violence on police officers or police officers violence on people, and and you see the worst of the worst. Well, there's bad people in every profession. I get that. I get that. There are people who don't keep their oath. I get that. Uh, There are people who are bad surgeons and people die at their hands and, you know, they don't keep their oath either. So it's amazing to me we live in America in 2020. The only two two things we've really agreed on this year are Carol Baskin killed her husband (laughs) and uh, George Floyd's death was a tragedy. It was a bad deal in a Democratic city with a Democratic mayor, Democratic governor, Democratic Mm -hmm. police chief. And Mm -hmm. by all intents and purposes, it seems that Derek Chauvin was a Democrat himself. So who was the cop? And then it comes down to, like you said, Officer Roth with Rayshard Brooks. And they immediately going to put these guys up for second degree murder. Mm. Insanity. Insanity. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy because the DA just said a few weeks ago when they fired other police officers that a taser is a deadly weapon. Right. And he charged Mm -hmm. them with aggravated assault for pointing a taser and deploying a taser. And then turn around, you have a man who is people forget you did he didn't get to make hit to the Wendy's just through osmosis. He drove there drunk. Correct. And Mm I don't know how drunk he was when he got there, but at some point his body had metabolized alcohol. So if he was there for an hour, he probably was drunker than he was when they made contact with him. Mm-hmm. He passes out. Now, I have drank before. Mm-hmm. I haven't drank and dry, drove, but I've drank before. But at not one point of me drinking and getting hammered that I ever passed out. So mm-hmm. he had to have been hammered for him to pass out at a drive through a busy drive through people driving around him. <laughs> And then he gets out the car, beats up two officers. He was winning. He was winning. He he was throwing them like ragdolls. And then he took a taser from one of them, punched him in the head, ran from him, turned around, pointed the taser at the guy's head, fired the taser, and it went over his head. See, he didn't know the trajectory of the prongs. So for all intents and purposes, he was trying to shoot the officer in the face, but the prongs eject this way, so it went out above his head. Mm -hmm. Um, And they shoot him. 
Now, this is what people need to realize. There's a difference between a person dying and a justifiable use of force. They were justified in the use of force. Unfortunately, he died as a result of that. Mm -hmm. And there's no way in the world that they should have charged those officers. Mm -hmm. Because according to Georgia law, a taser is a firearm, which Mm -hmm. is a deadly weapon in Georgia statute. So if you point a deadly weapon at a police officer and discharge it, deadly force is necessitated because an officer has a reasonable fear that he, that he will suffer serious bodily injury and or death. If you lock a police officer up with a, with a taser, they're going to hit the ground face first. They have an equipment. They have a belt full of equipment that can be potentially dangerous to the public. Here's one thing that I think people aren't talking about. A taser in the hands of a police officer is not necessarily a deadly weapon deployed to a citizen trained to use it because we're trained to use it we know how to shoot it we know where to go if you shoot in the face that's a deadly threat Mm -hmm. um so when a when a person in public has a taser is a dangerous a deadly weapon and you have to shoot that person if you don't you could put everybody's lives in danger so they were wrong for charging those officers and and that da should go to prison and these officers could have a lawsuit oh it's gonna get real it's gonna get real we'll talk about it y'all hang tight All right, I'm going to read something. I want, I want Brandon's reaction to this. I'm going to read something because facts are racist. Stats are racist. Can't put that stuff out there. I don't like the way this is written because it's questionable. But I'm going to put this out there, and I want your reaction to it. Maybe you've seen this. Uh, black population makes up 13.3% of the total U.S. population. If blacks suddenly left America, I don't like that wording, Right. But that's what they used. The amount of people in poverty would drop 34%. Prison population would drop by 37%. Welfare recipients, 42%. You see where I'm going with this. Gang members would go down by 53%. Chlamydia cases would go down 54%. (laughs) Homelessness, 57%. Syphilis, 58%. AIDS and HIV, 65%. Gonorrhea, apparently folks are getting jiggy with it, (laughs) 69%. These, these are the kind of things that uh, it's a little bit of a stretch. Average ACT st- scores would go up 5.5 points. IQ would go up 7.4. It, it gets down in the weeds, and it starts to get redundant, ridiculous. So what you're telling us is you're a racist? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you see that, uh, and, and the big stat is Democrats would lose 76% of their voting base. Oof. Now, I don't know Oof. if any of those stats are true. Okay, I get the point they're trying to make. I just don't like the way they went about trying to make it. Mm-hmm. I get that. Uh, when you hear something like that, what's your initial thoughts on that? Is it true? That's my initial thought. Is it true? Are those numbers accurate? Yeah. Then we need to, we get, we got to work on some things. Yeah. You know, some people get in their feelings and want to go, oh, they shouldn't talk about black people. And it's true. And one stat that probably wasn't mentioned on there is that half of the murders in this country would be eliminated and over half of all the violent crimes that are perpetuated by black individuals will be eliminated. Yeah. So how about we stop uh, complaining and acting soft and fix the problems? Mm-hmm. We don't want to talk nothing about black america we don't want to talk about it i grew up right here in fort worth and stop six they don't want to they don't want to talk about all the crime that goes on mm-hmm. and 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 the crackheads that are in the community all the things that that are problematic in the black community that are mostly run by democrats they don't want to talk about it but they spend all of their time crying and complaining about white folks and when i grew up 
white folks wasn't an issue in my community. It was other black people. Yeah. It was the, the people selling drugs in the community, the gang members that'll catch you on a block that you're not supposed to be on wearing the wrong colors and shoot you and nobody's going to snitch. So when I see something like that, I, I get more upset about the response to it mm -hmm. than the actual numbers because I'm focusing on let's fix it. Let's, how do we fix these numbers? How do we get black America to a point where we are the elite you know, per yeah. se, instead of being the, the pretty much the low hanging fruit in this country. I say dumb things all the time. That's a consensus vote in here. We all agree with he that. Does. But I try to say things on purpose. That's why I always reference the black community. I don't say blacks have this issue because it has nothing to do with the melanin in your skin. Mm -hmm. Skin color is not the issue. It is the community in which you're raised, the Culture. taboos which you accept as normal or the mores which all of a sudden become acceptable, the fatherlessness, right? The uh, you, you referred to it earlier. If you want to be successful in life in America, you really only have to do three things. Graduate high school, get married and don't have children or get a job. I'm sorry. And don't have children before you get married. Right. Those three things. You'll be successful in America. It's, it's a proven statistical point that's hate speech i know it really is it really is but it's just, it, it works i mean that sounds like it came offended. straight out of that racist charlie kirk's mouth <laughs> but you get a job uh, you graduate high school anymore, you don't have children until you're married you're guaranteed success in america so I don't care the color of your skin. I've never cared the color of your skin. That makes no difference whatsoever to me. I had somebody the other day who commented on my Instagram, and they said, well, you guys have got to stop, you got to stop putting this stuff out there because well, the biggest problem in America is we hate people because of the color of their skin. I'm like, that absolutely doesn't exist. Mm. It's a cultural thing that happens. I don't want to go hang down with the white trash cooking meth at the trailer park. <laughs> That's not my people. S sorry, Natalie. We're not coming <laughs> <Right>? over. <laughs> that used to be Natalie's people. <laughs> Natalie's no. cousin killed Martin Luther King Jr. That's uh -oh. a fact. Uh -oh. That's a fact. <gasps> That's a fact. <laughs> Somebody give her a shot. <laughs> See, we're all connected to white trash somewhere. So... Dallas you know, Cowboys cheerleader privilege right there. Is what that is. <laughs> and I heard somebody yesterday that said, and I don't think this is true, but they said, you know, you got 5% of the folks out there that want you to believe America is one way and 95% is another way. You got to believe the 95%. I don't know that the stats are necessarily that mm -hmm. strong, but uh, there's a lot of folks out there that we care about each other and we love each other. And I'm willing for you to have a different opinion. You know, I follow girls on Instagram that are hot. I know they're liberals. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I can say that. Me Too is last year. <laughs> Me Too is last already. year, baby. It's expired. But you see these folks who are now changing their band names. They're changing, yeah. you know, city names. You know, Woodrow Wilson, which Woodrow Wilson was an asshole. Okay, I get that. LBJ was an asshole. All Democrats. Mm -hmm. But, you know. But changing the names, you start whitewashing, and I use that term without pun intended, <laughs> but there is a truth to it. You, you start whitewashing, or in this case, blackwashing history, you've got mm -hmm. a problem in America. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, it's all a farce. Yeah. You know, this racism in America. I mean, look at this, man. You and I are good friends, black and white. What does it matter? Nobody cares, man. Nobody cares. Are you are you producing? That's what matters the most. Um, if you are doing what you need to do to succeed in this country, right. people will love you. They will love you. I mean, look at the the CEO of BT, very successful individual, uh, Madam C.J. Walker, the mm -hmm. first female millionaire out of any race. I mean, in the early 1900s. 
Black Wall Street, early 1900s. Mm. I mean, you, you have people that have been tremendously successful in this country that have been black. But all of a sudden, they have now pushed us in a realm of believing a complete lie and that this country is racist. No, it's just you're lazy. And you don't want to do anything and you yeah. want to make an excuse and you want to point the finger at somebody. Let me say this because I, I want to get this out because people don't talk about this much. I get sick of people talking about reparations. Mm -hmm. They talk, oh, we need reparations for the white man. If you be honest, the most death and destruction in the black community are because of other black people, whether politicians or criminals or thugs or whatever. So if you want somebody to be held accountable for the demise of the black community, how about you have the Democratic Party give you reparations? How about you have other black people that have killed your cousins or have sold drugs and, and created zombies in your community? How about they pay back, uh, back uh, reparations? How Planned about Parenthood. they do something? How about they start wi washing feet? Yeah. You want white people to wash your feet in some cases um, that their ancestors migrated here after slavery or some black people who they have no connection to slavery. Some of their ancestors came here after slavery or mm -hmm. their ancestors were blacks who owned slaves. I think people forget about that. Black people own slaves in this country. True. The first legal slave owner uh, was a black man, mm -hmm. Anthony Johnson. Hey, Jackson, Johnson. Mm -hmm. People people don't they don't want to admit to the truth. So I think that we should start uniting and we should stop all of this BS race hustling. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, if you're a good person, you're my brother. Yeah. If you ain't, you ain't my brother. That's whether right. you're in the trailer park or whether you're in the projects. Yeah. If you're a good person, then you're rolling with me. If you're not, then I don't want nothing to do with you. You and I met at the at one of Candace's Blexit rallies, and, and I saw you, and I was like, hey! And you were like, hey! And I was like, hey! <laughs> we immediately <laughs> hugged each other, and friendship started. Mm -hmm. And so that other stuff never <clears throat> crossed my mind. It was crazy. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you, man, uh, as long as – I mean, like, how much can you do? How much can you do? We can change the names. We can burn this down. We can change flags in Mississippi, whatever you want to do. As long as there's money to be, to be made mm -hmm. in the race hustling activism mm -hmm. that's out there, the Al Sharptons of the world, as long as that, there will never, you can never do enough. You can right. never do enough. There's you, money in it. You can't change a person's heart. Yeah. You could take down a flag. You can you know, demolish a statue. You can put in, I don't know, you have people posting stuff on their uh, company page saying we love black people today. <laughs> Um, you know, all of this stuff you can do, it means nothing. Just today. Like, yeah. just today. like yeah. think about think about this for a minute. You know, the people who are looking at this are normal individuals, right? They feel some type of way. They look at it and they say, oh, why this company's doing this? Or maybe somebody's like, oh, maybe I need to rethink how I feel. The racist people don't care. Mm -mm. They're not sitting around being like, you know what? I hated black people for 66 years. But when Macy's put that, <laughs> that uh, ad out, I want to change it you forever. Mean those like it's, three times bigger. Oh man, no, I got an email from they from having their white cell. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> I got so an email from Overstock.com. They're taking off their uh, KKK hoods and laying them, burning them burn in the fire, burning them right Come next on, to the Confederate flag. Come hang tight, hang tight. I want to get to that point, Karen. Hang just tight. <laughs> Y'all know what I want. I want y'all to move to Texas. I'm not putting any pressure on you, but I want you to move to Texas. I want all my friends moving to Texas. I want you here because I ain't leaving. Uh, 
It's getting weird around here, though. It's getting weird around here. Corinne, mm. you were going to make a point and I interrupted you. What were you going to say? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, I was going to say those black squares on Instagram didn't cure racism. I'm, I hated that. I'm shocked. I'm, I thought it was going to work. Yeah. I, you people, know. <laughs> How dare those squares not work? And I yeah. know that people were doing it from the right place in their heart. Uh, uh, but it just, as a critical thinker, it bugged me. You know, it just yeah. like... But Let's then don't people, do that. People would post it and bloggers would message me and be like, I had to or my PR company was going to yeah. drop me. Yeah. So then I'm like, shame. Well, it's like shame the, on all of you The frogs. foot washing and the shoe cleaning from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> they just like, to me, that is condescending. Oh, it is. So, to so say gross. white privilege is so kind of, and I'm not saying they're not white people with privilege, sure. but they're the 1% of the 1%. Sure. I mean, these are people who were born billionaires, right? I understand mm-hmm. that exists. They just mm-hmm. were born into it and for whatever. But I just, the whole thing, man. Yeah, I it's, think it's condescending. You shouldn't Absolutely. be you shouldn't be ashamed of the the skin God put you in. No. You know, whether you're white or black, you shouldn't have to be ashamed of it. Yeah. I think it's shame it's shameful what they're doing to our country, but we need to fight back. What's your website? The Officer Tatum. Theofficertatum.com. Go to it. Get on there. Make sure you're following both he and Corinne. If you go to at the Officer Tatum on social media, obviously you'll find Corinne because she's right there. And then follow her as well. She'll show you how to go find Gucci for two dollars. It's amazing this girl stuff she finds and she rubs it with her hands. She got it all down. You got the video all down. It's like oh, smooths it out and stuff. And it's not from looting. No, okay? it's, it's not. not from uh-uh. looting. She ain't stolen. I was tempted, but <laughs> well, you ain't black yet, girl. Girl. Anyway, Steve Helms Band, WatchChat.com. Come find me. Love y'all. God bless. Talk to you next time. Bye.